Welcome to the Disney Wedding Podcast. This show is brought to you by Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, the only guidebook and bridal organizer tailored exclusively to Disney's fairy tale weddings at Walt Disney World. I'm Carrie Hayward, and each week I feature Disney wedding updates, money saving tips, and interviews with wedding vendors and real Disney couples. I also cover honeymoons, anniversaries, and engagements at the Disney parks and resorts. Join me now as the Disney Wedding Podcast celebrates romance at Disney destinations. Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, I am speaking with Disney couple Vanessa and Tim Charles about their land-based wedding at the Wedding Pavilion with a reception at The View at the Swan Reserve and a dessert party at the Germany Promenade in Epcot and their Disney Cruise Wedding aboard The Wish at Nightingale's. I thought you guys would be interested to hear how they decided to have two weddings and what it's like to plan two weddings and how it all turned out. So welcome, Vanessa and Tim. Hi, Carrie. Thank you for having us. Hello, Carrie. How are you doing? <laughs> Great, thanks. Thanks so much for being on the show today. So I always like to start at the very beginning and find out how you guys decided that you wanted to combine a Walt Disney World wedding and a cruise collection wedding for your day. So originally we started with the land wedding at Disney World and we knew we were going to have all of our family and friends there, but we started thinking that my dad and my stepdad don't really get along that well. And my stepdad has raised me for like half of my life. So I wanted him to have a chance to walk me down the aisle. So I asked my mom if he and her would be interested in going on the Disney cruise with us. And then at that point, I reached out to them to see if we could have a ceremony there and just have a small celebration just for him to have that moment with me. So once we found out that was possible, I was like, okay, we're set. We have two different weddings now. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And so were they one right after the other? Yeah, we had the land wedding on March 3rd. And then we had the weekend at Disney World with our fewer family who stayed there for the weekend. And then on March 6th, we left on the Disney Wish. And the sailing was from the 6th to the 10th. Okay. So then how did your friends and family react when they found out where your wedding was going to be? We got a lot of teasing. (laughs) Once they realized we were at Disney World, they were like, okay, is Mickey going to be officiating your wedding? And then I know we got teased about the Cinderella carriage, and they didn't think that there was actually a Cinderella carriage. So they were teasing that I was going to be the princess riding down it. So I said, okay, I'm going to prove to you guys that I'm going to have my Cinderella carriage and I'm going to ride down it. So that's the initial reaction. And then When it comes to like a few of my close cousins and aunts, they were all excited because we've been a Disney family growing up. We used to spend all of our time there and we live in California, so we'd be at Disneyland all the time, but never really Disney World. So this was like the introduction for everybody to go to Disney World. That's interesting. So I also live in California and had my wedding at Walt Disney World. How did you guys choose to get married at Walt Disney World and not at Disneyland? Disneyland was like our stepping stone pretty much. We had like our first date at Disneyland. We got engaged and went to Disneyland to celebrate our engagement. And we've been there like almost every year pretty much. We had annual passes and we looked into the pricing of Disneyland weddings. And then we looked at the difference with Disney World and we were like, okay, we could get pretty much more bang for our buck if we go to Disney World because of all of the locations and how you can have the in-park dessert parties there. 
we liked what they offered a little bit, bit more. Got it. Okay. So then how many guests did you invite to each of the events and how many were able to be there? We invited about 80 to the Disney World wedding and we had about 50 to 60 show up. We got those calls like two days before the wedding saying people weren't going to be there. <laughs> we were like, okay, we're already out here, but thanks for letting us know now. And then for our cruise, we had only invited my mom and stepdad, but then we found out that my cousin was also going on the same sailing with his girlfriend and their sons. So we're like, hey, you guys want to come to another ceremony since you guys are going to be on the ship? <laughs> and then we had added them along. And once we reached out to our photographer, we really liked him, his wife, and their son. So we asked them if they can go and be part of our ceremony and celebration as well, on top of just being the photographers. <laughs> That's awesome. So let's start with your Walt Disney World wedding. How did you choose the day of the week and time of day for your event? So we chose Friday, March 3rd. First, it started with Tim saying he wanted a good sounding number of a date for a wedding. <laughs> so <laughs> he liked how 3323 sounded. So we went with that date. And then I said it makes sense because it is a Friday. So it's the beginning of a weekend for those who actually wanted to stay and make a vacation out of it instead of missing a lot of days of work or school. It made sense for our family since they were traveling. And then on the cruise, we chose our date based off of the entire sailing. They gave us the option to have it on a sea day, which helped because it had our family being able to get off of the ship on the days that they wanted to, to go and do excursions and such. Got it. Okay, so then how did you choose your ceremony venue at Walt Disney World? We went to look at the wedding pavilion when they were having like open open times for you to just walk in and see how it looks and Franks was open. We went in March of 2022 and I walked into the wedding pavilion and I never forgot it. I was like, I can't not do it. The second we walked in there, I just loved how it looked and my favorite color is blue and I've always been a Cinderella fan since I was little and <laughs> it just felt right. Originally, we were planning on having our ceremony at Crescent Terrace at the Swan Hotel and December came of 2022 and I reached out to Disney and I was like, hey, just wanted to see if the wedding pavilion was open for March 3rd, like with hopes that it might be. <laughs> and they responded back to me like that same day or the next day. And they said that it was available. And if I wanted to do a dessert party, which locations were available that day as well. So I talked to Tim and then I was like, do you want to do this? Is this a good idea? I'm like, I can't forget the wedding pavilion. And then he said yes. And then it was planning, planning, planning from there because we only had like two months to go. Wow, that's amazing. So then is that how you ended up with your reception at the Swan Reserve? You had originally been planning to have your reception there? Yes, we originally planned the Swan Reserve. So we had already been in contact with them. And then we let them know that we're going to be having our ceremony at the wedding pavilion. So we had adjusted our times with the Swan Reserve because originally we were going to have a evening dinner reception that would have ended at 10 p.m., but because we did the wedding pavilion ceremony at noon, we had to change our times for the reception to be at 2.30 at that point. 
Got it. Okay. And one question I see sometimes is people wonder, the view at the Swan Reserve, they charge basically the same or more than Disney. And so I was wondering how you guys decided initially that that was where you wanted to have your wedding rather than with Disney. We looked at the event minimums and without having the Disney ceremony and event minimums on top of it, it was actually like the same pricing as Disney weddings would have given us for our guest count. I think that our guest count is what helped us because we didn't have too high of a guest count. We only had about 50 to 60 guests. So they had brought their event minimum down and their packages come with all of the seating, the meals, the bars included. And so it was a ceremony and we just had to pay a ceremony fee for Crescent Terrace. But other than that, everything for the reception was already included. We just chose to upgrade dance floors and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Got it. Okay, great. Did you use any outside vendors for your event? For photography, we had Stephanie Caldwell. We found all of our vendors pretty much from the Diz Brides group on Facebook. (laughs) So we had Stephanie Caldwell for photography. For videography, we had Trinity Wedding Cinema was David and Christina Rennie. Floral was Lee Forest Design. He's one who did all of our reception floral and our personal floral for the wedding. We had DJ Vitor Andrade. He was actually part of the Disney DJs, but we found out that he was available, so we went with him. And then we had the Orlando harpist Christine McFell, and she was actually supposed to play during our ceremony when we had her at Crescent Terrace. But once we switched everything, we had her playing during our cocktail hour instead. So that was nice to kind of have her there still included as well. And we had a live event painter. It was Jacob Event Painting. And he was painting our first dance during the reception. So that was nice to be able to have that. And we had a photo booth as well. during our reception. So we had a little bit of everything. That's great. How did you guys choose your officiant? We chose our officiant by looking at the list of Christian officiants that they had in their area. And of course, I had some inspiration from the Disney Fairy Tale Weddings TV show. <laughs> I was like pointing out who I recognized and who I was looking up. And then We looked at a few of the ceremonies that Glenn Ferguson did, and we had reached out to him to see if he was available, and he was, so he helped ease our nerves both at the rehearsal and the day of because we were a little bit nervous and tears were falling, and we were like, I don't know how we're going to do this. (laughs) Now, you mentioned that you had a DJ, you had a photo booth. Did you have any other entertainment at the reception like characters? We had Mickey and Minnie come in their 50th anniversary attire. And I think that was like the best part of the reception because we had my two flower girls were six and three years old. And then we had one of Tim's nieces who's about the same age, like three or four. And the second they walked in, these kids were jumping up and down, sweating more than I've seen them sweat before. And they couldn't (laughs) stop. And then you see all of the adults who were originally teasing us about Mickey officiating our wedding that all of a sudden wanted to line up for a picture with Mickey and Minnie. And they're dancing with them on the dance floor. So we just couldn't stop laughing and smiling at that point because we were like, well, look at you guys. You guys are little kids, too. (laughs) 
Do you have any menu items or cake flavors from the reception that you would recommend? For the reception, for sure, for the cocktail hour, we really liked the pork belly with house barbecue sauce that they offered at the Swan Reserve. They said that they made that barbecue sauce in-house and that pork belly like melted in your mouth that we couldn't even forget it from the tasting. So we knew we had to have it. And then they had the cotija cheese filled arepas at the Swan Reserve for one of the teasers. And we really liked how that tasted. And I was really into Encanto at the time. So because they had arepas and I was like, oh, I've never tried any before. And they're in the movie. I ended up choosing that as one of our teasers. And then for our cake, we ended up choosing a ladyfinger sponge, which was like vanilla cake with fresh raspberries and a chocolate hazelnut crunch filling. And I just remember being really good at the tasting, but I didn't eat too much besides that initial cake cutting moment. But besides that, we didn't even really eat too much cake, (laughs) which I kind of regret because I really wanted it. That's interesting. So the Swan Reserve, were you able to do a private tasting with them? Yeah, we were able to do a tasting with them in September of 2022. We flew there and brought my mom and one of my mom's friends for the tasting. And it was able to be us and up to four other people with us. We were able to taste like the beef chicken and the fish that were going to be provided and all of the choices that we had for the hot and cold teasers and they gave us a whole cake um (laughs) the cake and the filling tasting and we were so stuffed by the end of it we were trying to only eat at least half of each meal just to be able to get through it but we were struggling a little bit (laughs) another question that i see a lot is people are worried that if they have a disney ceremony and then a reception someplace else like the swan or vice versa that it'll be complicated or harder to plan because it's not all going through disney can you talk a little bit about that I feel like it really helped having the planners from the Swan Reserve because we had the Just Mary team. And once we knew that we were going to be adding Disney on as well, she kind of helped organize everything together. And we had our Disney planner, which her name was Ariel, and she was like the biggest help ever. She had our BEOs back to us within two days. And she made sure to get everything down that we wanted. So looking at the organization from there and having the photographers and videographers who are already experienced with Disney weddings, they kind of knew how to make the timeline and how to organize everything together from ceremony to reception to the dessert party. So it kind of helped everything lay out the right way for us. So we didn't even feel stressed at all, really, until, you know, the day of when you're trying to get through it and you're kind of tired because you've been up since four o'clock. <laughs> So can you tell my listeners a little bit about the Epcot dessert party that you added after your reception? So we had our dessert party at Germany Promenade. When we did go in March to look at venues, we purposefully had multiple days at Epcot at night to stand at different areas where they have dessert parties just to see how they look from there. We really liked UK Lockside, but we had too big of a group for it, so we couldn't go with that. So we thought Germany Promenade was a good idea. And then our photographers and videographers were really happy with it because we were able to kind of move off to this side to take the pictures and video during the fireworks. So we're not really interrupting any of our guests. 
So all of our guests were just sitting where the food and beverage was, and they were actually able to watch and enjoy the show while we're over there taking pictures and videos. And everybody was kind of worried for us that we weren't able to enjoy the show or watch it because we were too busy taking pictures. And I was like, don't worry, we've seen the show many times. I'm like, I cry every time I see it. So I'm glad I didn't watch it because then I'd be crying in my pictures. (laughs) That's great. And then did you have any desserts that you would recommend from the party? Biggest recommendation is the nacho bar, because that was like the biggest hit after like you're done dancing at the reception. We had the open bar at the reception and then you get to the dessert party and then there's all the munchies for everybody. So you had the nacho bar. We had Dole Whip cream puffs, which I love Dole Whip, so I had to do it. And um, the Churro Flambe Action Station is what we had. And everybody was just, oh, what is this? What are they making? And they were just interested in what it was that some people forgot that there was even ice cream on the side. And they just ate churros. And they're like, oh, my gosh, you guys had churros. And I was like, where's your ice cream? And they're like, there was ice cream. (laughs) So everybody just loved every single thing there. And then. Once people started realizing that we had ice cream novelties um, bill on consumption, they went crazy and they were like, oh my gosh, there's Mickey bars, there's fruit bars. And then I started seeing my dad getting up to go look for some ice cream. And I was like, oh my goodness, everybody's turning into a little kid today. (laughs) That's awesome. Did you add a ride mix in for your guests? Yes, we went on Frozen after. We wanted to choose a ride that everybody can go on, even if you're a baby or if you're a grandparent. Because as much as I wanted to do Guardians, I was like, there's a lot of people that probably wouldn't even be able to get on this. So I was like, okay, we'll go with Frozen. I went on, I made sure to go on it with my flower girls because they were Frozen lovers from the start. So just being able to see them on their first ride with their first drop was hilarious to me. And it was like the best experience being able to bring everybody to a ride and they're all surprised because... We made sure in the itinerary of the day to say that that time frame was just a surprise for you. So everybody was just like, where are we going? What are we doing now? Because they had already watched the fireworks and they're like, okay, how are you guys going to top this now? And then we went to the ride and they're like, there's more. (laughs) So everybody was just having the time of their lives that day. That's wonderful. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how the day fit together? Yes. So... Early morning, woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning. Hair and makeup got there to set up. And they originally started doing hair and makeup on my sister, who was my maid of honor, and my mom. I try to get in as much sleep after that as I can, but my sister's kids started waking up, especially the baby who's only six months old. So there was no sleep for me at that point. And we had to be ready and out by about 8.45 They came to pick Tim up at about 9 o'clock. We got a limo charter to take us to the Grand Floridian for pictures and the first look. So he went first, and then they came back around 10.15 to get me, my mom, dad, flower girls, and my sister. And then we went to the Grand Floridian, did the first look, took pictures, Of course, it was a windy day because it's Florida. (laughs) I got the lucky day of the week, and it was super windy. And after that, we went back to the front of the Grand Floridian, and 
everyone else took the limo back to the wedding pavilion at around 11.30-ish. And I had gone to the convention center, which is where they picked us up for the Cinderella carriage. And I had my mom and my dad go in the carriage with me. Our ceremony started at noon. We took pictures after there around one is when we finished. And then our cocktail hour started from 1.30 to 2.30. And I scheduled the dress change. So they had a room for me at the Swan Reserve on the first floor at one of the smaller convention rooms. So I could change into my other dress. And then we can have some of the appetizers and just a drink and sit there for a little bit and cool off before we went upstairs to the reception. So that helped to have us have some time together just to breathe for a second before we go into the reception. And then the reception started at 2.30 and we had ended it at six. We were gonna have another grand exit. So we went to the crosswalk from the Swan Reserve to the Swan Hotel. And then there was another horse and carriage there. So we were able to bring the little ones onto the horse and carriage. So we had the two flower girls and then Tim's niece on the carriage with us, which was like the time of their lives because they felt like princesses on a carriage for the first time. So we had that as our grand exit along the water of the Swan Hotel in between the Swan and the Dolphin. And then at 6.30 was when we were supposed to get picked up with our buses for the charter transportation into Epcot. We had gotten one of the actual charter motor coaches and then we had a mini motor coach for all of the vendors, video, photo, that some of the Just Mary team. And they didn't come pick us up until almost seven o'clock. So I was worried we weren't gonna make it on time, but luckily we did. (laughs) We actually got there first before all of the guests did which was nice to actually walk in and see everything before everyone came and then see all of the decor that we had there. We had like glow sticks and the light up glasses and everything. So all of the little things for everybody to have during the dessert party. And then everybody did show up and then we actually started everything at 7.30 and then the dessert party ended at 9.30. From there we went straight to Frozen and then We all went through our one ride through and then we were supposed to get picked up in Norway, but they didn't move the bus to Norway. So we ended up having to walk to the other side of the China Pavilion. Mm. Yeah. So everybody who had heels on still were not too happy with us because they had to do extra walking. And I was like, I'm sorry, it wasn't supposed to be like this. But that was the only hiccup of the day, really, (laughs) was that extra walking that we had to do. That's great. So when you guys were planning, what were some of the most important aspects where you focused your attention or your budget? For my side, it was definitely photo. (laughs) I wanted to make sure that we chose somebody who had the experience with Disney weddings and getting those perfect pictures. And I looked at so many photographers on the Facebook page and then I like reached out to see who was available. And then I wanted to have my in-park portrait sessions because all I do is watch them, (laughs) look at the Disney weddings Instagram page and look at everybody's pictures on your podcast. And I was like, there's no way I'm not doing this. So photo was definitely mine. Tim's was floral. 
Before, I think for me, uh, watching Bridgerton on Netflix kind of made me feel like we need to put some money towards floral. <laughs> so that was mine. And also um, having my family just be immersed in, in the experience, giving them a view of just what Florida is and just what of Disney is. And then giving them that the experience of having Disney magic. I think most of my family probably hasn't traveled to Florida or went to Disney World in their life. So it was kind of good to see them smile the whole way through. And also having my uncles and aunts come to me like, this is the best day of my life. I probably would have never traveled to Florida at all. But since you brought me here, this is like a surreal moment. So that kind of made me feel like we did it right. Yeah, our third one was definitely guest experience and just making sure that every aspect of the day we're showing like everyone. This is what Disney World is. It's not just Disneyland where you have two separate places to go and Mickey and Minnie and characters are everywhere, and it's not just for the kids, it's for adults, too. So we just wanted to show everybody that, and, like, guest experience was, like, one of the most important things to us. Got it. Okay. So then were there any aspects that were less important where you saved your money or just your effort? When it came to the favors for the guests, we weren't sure what to do. <laughs> we were like looking for favors on Etsy and we we're like, I don't really know because what are they going to want to travel home with on top of everything that they had already packed? So we were looking at different kinds of favors that some people had done and we found cookies that were in the shape of Mickey and Minnie heads and they had a tux and a wedding dress on them. So we decided, okay, that's something edible. At least they can eat that before they go home. Even though some people tried to travel home with the cookies and they got home and they're like, oh, your cookies were broken. And I was like, it's okay. <laughs> so that's one of the cheaper options we actually found. So we were like, okay, we're pretty satisfied with that. And then we didn't have a whole bridal party. So we didn't want to add the additional cost of having to pay for extra bouquets and extra boutonnieres. And then um, we decided to help everybody out. Like I paid for my flower girl dresses. Tim paid for his dad and his brother's suit and my dad's suit. So we didn't want to end up having like a huge bridal party with pretty much half of our guests would have been in our bridal party (laughs) because Mm -hmm. we have so many cousins that we would have put there. So we were like, okay, let's just save on that cost and not have to have everybody here. So I think that helped us save on a lot because we didn't really have too many people in the bridal party and help with everything when it came to floral and the attire as well. Okay, so out of all of this, what is each of your favorite memory of the wedding day? My favorite memory, I think, was when we got into the carriage after the ceremony and everybody had the biggest smile on their face and they're all recording us with their phones and waving bye to us like you see in the movies. (laughs) So it was nice to be able to see that and then take that ride in the carriage back to the convention center of the Grand Floridian because it gave both of us a time to just be like, wow, we actually did this. We're actually here. We're actually in the carriage. Like we were both in kind of disbelief and shock for a second. And we're like, are we actually here and doing this? Like, it felt so surreal at the moment. So I feel like that was my favorite memory. It was just our time together there and just being super happy about the day. So mine had to be when Mickey and Minnie came out down on the dance floor. I think when when all the guests just realized, like, who was really coming out. And while these are characters really on the dance floor with us right now, I think that was where I was like, oh, wow, this is 
it's a real moment and they are really enjoying themselves. So that was the best moment for me, for sure. <laughs> and was there anything that seemed like a big deal beforehand or you were worried about and then it turned out not to be a big deal? Being in Florida, it was two days prior and we had a couple guests <laughs> say they couldn't make it <laughs> at the last minute. So that was um, kind of a big deal to me in the moment. But then we talked to our planners and we rearranged everything. I think we were able to uh, get everything situated. And at that point, when the wedding started, I did not care about any of that, (laughs) to be honest. (laughs) For me, kind of biggest deal was somebody who decided that they were going to invite themselves to our wedding like a month before the wedding. We were making our seating chart, reaching out to everybody who we didn't receive an RSVP from. And this specific person we reached out to about three times. And she either didn't respond or said she didn't know if she was going to go. So it was a little bit frustrating when it was literally less than a month before the wedding. And she says, oh, I'm going to go now. And I'm bringing somebody with me. And we had already like bought all of the seating cards and had already like chosen the meals for every guest and I was all stressed out and I was like, what if she shows up on the day of and there's no seat for her and I don't know what I'm supposed to do here and then giving the guest count to Disney and then I didn't account for her. And I reached out to Catherine Martell last minute to ask if she can be a mini day of coordinator (laughs) at the wedding pavilion. And she was available to be there and she just kind of counted guests in and looked at the guest list of names to make sure whoever was coming in was actually coming in for our wedding. And she was very sneaky about it because I didn't see her until we were getting on the carriage at the end of the ceremony. And she had waved bye to us. And then I was like, oh, she's here. I never even saw her. So just the fact that she was actually able to be there and then I didn't have to worry about any of that the day of. And I even forgot about it until I saw her when we were in the carriage. So that was my biggest mishap before. (laughs) (laughs) So then is there anything you would have done differently knowing what you know now? Besides getting married in front of the castle at Magic Kingdom? No. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think everything turned out the plan and we were super happy with how everything turned out because we never felt stressed during the day. We never felt like, oh, this didn't happen or this went wrong. And if something did, we didn't even know about it until the end of the night when they had picked us up in a wrong location. But besides that, everything else turned out great. And we we were super happy with how everything was. Got it. Okay. So now let's talk about your cruise wedding after your land-based wedding. How did you decide which ship you wanted to go on and then what location you wanted to use for your ceremony? So I looked at all of the pictures that came out when the Disney Wish was announced. (laughs) And I was like, this is the ultimate fantasy princess wedding kind of cruise ship to me. So I showed Tim all of the pictures and he he was still in that stage where he's watching Bridgerton on Netflix all the time. (laughs) So he was in his princess fantasy stage. So he agreed with me and he said, okay, the Disney wish is the right one and it's going to the Bahamas and we've never been to Castaway Keys. So it just makes sense. So we went ahead and went the Disney wish. And then when it came to the locations, since we had a really small group, it was either going to be the Bayou or Nightingales because we had chosen an onboard location. And 
the bayou was being used as a reception on other days because our sailing was completely sold out for weddings. <laughs> so there was a wedding almost every day, I think, on our sailing. And they had given us the option of being able to have nightingales on sea day in the morning, which apparently they rarely do because normally sea days they never have weddings. They usually do it on Nassau Day or Castaway Day. So the fact that they gave us that as an option, it really helped because we wanted to go to Atlantis in the in Nassau for the first time because since we were in high school and we were dating, we said that when we get married and we go on our honeymoon, we have to go to Atlantis in the Bahamas. For some reason, I have no idea why we said that when we were like that young, but <laughs> it ended up coming true because we were able to get married on sea day and they gave us that option to do that. So it kind of worked out with how the sailing was going and we chose a nice location that was a bit private because the doors were able to be shut during nightingales. Of course, there's people walking in the hallway looking in and they're like, oh, what's going on in there? It's a wedding. But it wasn't like there was like noise from other people and it wasn't open kind of how the bayou is. That's great. Okay. And did you do anything to customize the standard cruise collection package elements like the cake or the bouquet? Yeah, I got the upgraded bouquet to the fairy tale bouquet. Um, I really liked that pearl brooch on it and then I added the bling starfish on it and then I was like oh it's beautiful <laughs> and then my mom was like this is the most beautiful bouquet I've seen I love it I wish you could take it with you and then <laughs> my mom was just obsessing over the bouquet the whole time and then we had added some petals for the aisle inside of nightingales it kind of helped with the setup too because you were kind of able to see where where to walk when you get in there because one side there's the piano and then the other side is where they made the aisles. So it kind of helped. And then we upgraded our cake to the nautical cake. I thought it just made sense. You're on a cruise. You have to have a nautical cake. And we really liked the flavors that we chose. Um, we had the orange almond cake with French vanilla mousse. And I ate that entire cake in one sitting and I was like okay I'm very satisfied with myself right now <laughs> and then we also had marble cake with cookies and cream buttercream and I didn't even really eat that one that much because I was already full off of the orange almond cake so we did choose good flavors it was just I was so full by then <laughs> and it was in the morning too that was like my breakfast cake <laughs> So what did you decide to do about hair and makeup? I know it's tricky because there isn't always a makeup artist on the sailings and you have to just use someone in the salon for hair. Or did you bring your own hair and makeup artist? I brought my own hair and makeup artist. I knew that I could get my hair done in the salon there, but I know that I am not good with makeup at all. <laughs> so I didn't even trust myself to do it. So I had brought someone with us and it helped because I had Yanis from the Bella Agency and she even offered like a package that she can go out with us when we go to Castaway to take pictures on the island. So she can just like touch up my hair, touch up my makeup while we're taking pictures because it was windy. And she's like, you never know how the weather's going to be on the island. So it kind of helped. And she was like walking around with a towel in her hand in case Tim was sweating so she can wipe the sweat off of Tim's face too. <laughs> so that helped. And then we were pretty much taking pictures every day because... <laughs> the first day was sea day which was our ceremony and then 
The next day was pirate night. So right after Atlantis, we had a rush to the ship to get ready for pirate night pictures. And that was the day we had our Apollo dinner. And then the next day was castaway, which we took pictures on the island. So it was like hair and makeup and pictures every day. So it helped to bring both photo and hair and makeup on board. Got it. And can you talk about how you decided that you wanted to bring your own photographer? I've been looking at the Roots pictures on your podcast the entire time. (laughs) I was like looking at all the pictures. I remember their 4th of July picture at the Grand Floridian during that one wedding and they had all the fireworks in that picture. I was like, we have to bring them. So I showed Tim all of the pictures and then he's like, why haven't you reached out to them? (laughs) So I reached out and then we had originally set a date back in November of 2022 And that's when I had first reached out to them. And um, that was going to be our 10-year anniversary of dating. So we were going to have a wedding at Disney World on that day. But because it was November, they said that we were limited on being able to have a dessert party in park. We couldn't have a welcome party either because it was still the week of November of Thanksgiving. So we were struggling with being able to even have venues and have anything planned out. So that's when we postponed it to March. And then we had reached out to Nate and Jensi and we said, Hey, are you guys going to be available in March? (laughs) And they were like, just tell us which day and then we'll tell you what we're having available still. So then once we had the cruise idea, I was like, we have to bring them on the cruise and we have to tell them to bring Ollie. Once we found the sailing that we had and we said, are you guys available for this sailing? And they said they were available the whole week. We said, we want you to come and be our photographer. And Nate said, okay, well, since it's an intimate group, I would just be the photographer for the day. So I would be the only one there. And then I said, okay, that's fine. And then I said, but if you bring Jensi and Ollie, they can come to our ceremony and celebration too. Like we want them to enjoy it too. So then... Nate got super happy about that. And then Ollie, I guess, was having a time of his life. And he brought his favorite bow tie. And he was so happy at the celebration with his cake and some, like, blue juice that they gave him. I think he even spilled it on Jensi at one point. It was just, it was hilarious. And it was so cute. I loved it. (laughs) That's awesome. Can you give my listeners a timeline of how your cruise wedding day ran? So another early morning, it was around the same time, like four o'clock in the morning that I had to wake up because our ceremony was a lot earlier. It was at 930. So we had hair and makeup done. And then we had our onboard coordinator, Charlotte, come in about 30 minutes before the ceremony was going to start to pick up Tim and my stepdad. And luckily, we were staying in staterooms right next to each other. So it helped with (laughs) Nate being able to go back and forth for pictures while we're getting ready and everything. So they came to pick them up. And then Nate went down to take pictures of the entire ceremony area before we started. And then I was just in my room and I'm like, I'm confused. Are they coming to get me too? Why haven't they come? Am I supposed to go down? And then (laughs) I was like panicking in my room and my mom's like, she said she's going to come get you. So I think we just wait here. So then at that point, we're like, it was already 9, 
45, 950 or something. And I'm like, it's supposed to start in 10 minutes. They're supposed to be down there. <laughs> so then my mom's like, okay, let's just wait outside of the door and then maybe she'll come. And then the second we go outside of the door, she came up and she's like, oh, I'm coming to get you guys. And then I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then we walked down and then our ceremony started a little bit later, but it was okay. It was just a small group anyway. <laughs> and we went down. Tim's crying as I'm walking down the aisle again. <laughs> and my mom and my stepdad were like, why are you still crying? We already did the other one. <laughs> so that was funny. And then we were able to pretty much laugh a little bit more and stuff when we were doing this ceremony. And it was like, it was a little bit more carefree and enjoyable. I feel like it was pretty much because of the group size we had. Because right after that, we automatically did our dances. We had a pianist. Um, we did the father-daughter dance and then first dance. And um, after that, we had cut the cake. And then we were pretty much just talking to everybody in our group there. And then we had taken group pictures. And then at that point, it was like, oh, okay, it's over. <laughs> like, it was a really quick morning. And at that point, we booked the royal gathering to take pictures of the princesses there that same day because it was about an hour after our ceremony was done. So we had taken pictures with the characters and then we had all of our princess pictures, which was a great moment for me. <laughs> <laughs> and Tim was a bit nervous because he was like, what am I supposed to say to them? And I'm like, it's okay, I'll talk to them. <laughs> Bridgerton didn't prepare you for what to say to a princess? <laughs> Yeah. I was nervous. <laughs> okay, so what ended up being each of your favorite memories of your cruise wedding? I think my favorite was being able to see my stepdad being that happy that he was able to do that with me and seeing Tim smile while we were having our father-daughter dance because we knew that we made the right choice by being able to do this. He was like crying during the father-daughter dance and saying like, you know, I always consider you my daughter. And it was just like a really sweet moment. And seeing Tim just look over and be like super happy and just reflecting on everything that had happened. And after that, we were like looking out at the ocean, like this really happened. <laughs> like all of these things really happened for us right now. We were reflecting on both the land wedding and the sea wedding. And we were just super happy at the time. And then it was a nice moment until we had to take all of the pictures after. <laughs> because at that point, I was like, oh, I didn't realize we're going to be spending every day taking pictures and hair and makeup and stuff. So that was a little tiring part. <laughs> I would say that as well. Seeing her stepdad crying before the wedding even started, he was already talking to me before that saying, I'm so glad you did this. And he was crying like a lot before she even walked down. And I was like, this guy, like, we really this is made this is a big deal for him and so then seeing that whole thing and, and seeing us go through the whole wedding and just so we going through the ceremony and then the first dance and just how she's reflecting on what was going on because prior to the weddings my mom had passed away so her not being there did hurt me a little bit you know i was grieving and but still at the same time it was kind of like she's here with me as well so seeing him happy and then my 
my emotions spilling over again on the cruise was like, wow, this is an amazing moment, and I'm glad we're doing this. Yeah, that was the most I've seen Tim cry ever. <laughs> like, I was so surprised that he was crying the entire time because he never really shows emotions. And then once we got there, it just all spilled out. I was like, oh, this is surprising. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Did anything with the cruise wedding go wrong or just not turn out like you expected? Just that worry of not being picked up on time, I think. I think Charlotte came to pick us up at like 9.15 because the ceremony started at 9.30. And then I think we had finished all of the celebration by 10.30 and we had an hour to be in Nightingales, but everybody was already like, okay, we're done. And then the kids are like, I want to go to the kids club. So I think we finished everything by like 10.15 or something. So it was kind of a quick process. And then after that, it was nice being able to wear the dress on the ship after to take pictures and wear it pirate night and on Castaway because I think this is one of Tim's favorite moments too, that every time we'd walk by somewhere, everybody's like, oh my God, congratulations. And then <laughs> even when we would change our clothes and be walking to the pool or something, they're like, that's the bride and the groom from earlier. <laughs> so it was like people remembered us, even when we were at Atlantis. I think people came up to us from the Disney Wish and they're like, didn't you guys just get married yesterday? <laughs> it was like funny because everybody on the ship was like super happy congratulating everyone. And I think on Castaway Day, Tim had seen one of the other grooms who was getting married on Castaway that day. And then they had a little moment saying good luck to each other. And this is going to be a good day. And it was, it was funny to see. It was nice. That's awesome. Do you guys have any tips or advice for future Disney couples? Maybe couples who are thinking of getting married at Walt Disney World using Disney and the Swan. Maybe couples who want to have a cruise wedding. Maybe somebody who listens to this episode and says, I want to do both like they did. My advice would be don't settle at all. I mean, this is a big moment for you two and, and for you guys to put all this money into it and have your family involved and all the vendors Whatever you prioritize, it could be floral like mine, or it could be photography. Just go all in. Go all in and just don't settle on your wedding. Mine would be to just make sure at some point during one of these days, like you have that time together. I feel like it's just important, especially when we had the wedding pavilion and the Swan Reserve, that transition from going to Disney to the Swan Reserve. Getting to the Swan Reserve, having that convention room at the bottom. They say they do that for every couple there, just so that the bride and groom do have a moment to themselves before the reception starts. I feel like that helped because it was time for us to just take our breather and just drink some water finally because I was dehydrated by then. <laughs> and just being able to just talk to each other, be happy and just reflect on everything. Make sure you take that time to just be together for a little bit and just be happy together and I would say the same thing as Tim just don't settle like you're doing your Disney wedding however you may do it on a cruise on land maybe both <laughs> but make sure you make it like one of the best days of your life because you'll be reminiscing on that for months years to come and just being able to 
have that moment with your close family and close friends and having them say, oh my gosh, this was the best day of my life. It's like, (laughs) it's my wedding day, but it's the best day of your life. (laughs) So just don't settle and just make sure it's the best day of your life. That's great advice. Well, Vanessa and Tim, I think you've offered a lot of great tips and advice for anyone who's interested in getting married at Walt Disney World or using the view at the Swan Reserve or going on a Disney cruise for their wedding. And I appreciate your taking the time. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) That's our show for today. I'm your host, Carrie Hayward, inviting you to join me again next week for another episode of the Disney Wedding Podcast. Past shows and tons of photos for each episode are available on my website, DisneyWeddingPodcast.com, or listen in your favorite podcast app. And for instant answers to all your Walt Disney World wedding questions, check out Carrie Hayward's Fairy Tale Weddings Guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at FairyTaleWeddingsGuide.com. <laughs>